0: Welcome to the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Pastor. Here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. I'm sure you guys missed my voice. Mr. Birdsall, how are you?
1: Adam, did you know that Trevor Lawrence is not actually Trevor Lawrence?
0: Oh, really? Are we in dealing with the invasion of the body snatchers kind of situation?
1: No, 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 no. No, we are not dealing with this sort of situation. So um, I was made alert, made alerted to these, um, these absolutely shocking findings. So Trevor is actually his middle name. Oh. His first name, which is like any guesses? Hmm.
0: What does Trevor look like to you? I'm terrible at this. I think Trevor's first name he looks like a Zach. A Zach. Interesting. Yeah. I said I said he looks like a Billy. Zach with a K. And that's a that's a big specification, by the way.
1: Interesting. Well, well, we both. I was closer than you were. His first name is actually
0: William. Really? Yes, William Trevor Lawrence. It makes more sense to go by Trevor. It's Catcher.
1: William Lawrence. That just sounds. That just sounds like a regal name. Make him fucking king or something.
0: Yeah, maybe he'll get. I mean, you could either go by Will, also, or Bill. Will Lawrence. Will Lawrence, William Lawrence.
1: Eh. Trevor Lawrence just sounds like, that just sounds like fucking God. A professional
0: quarterbacking God. Well, that's like, uh, that's like BJ Upton, who is now named Melvin Upton. True. But um, yeah, he was BJ Upton for, for the longest time. For basically his entire professional career. Yeah. I think that stands for Boss Man Jr. That's what I saw huh. on Wikipedia. Well, okay, so it's not as real. It's like a nickname. That's what it is. Uh, wait, what? It's Wikipedia. I.
1: This is shocking information to me. That is, that is stunning, if that's true. If that is true, I, I could definitely say that I've learned something today. But we need to find that confirmation, of course.
0: Yes, we need to cut. We need to find that confirmation. It's personal life. Yeah.
1: As Adam, as Adam is doing the uh, the scope of uh, trying to find what B.J. Upton's real name is, I'll give you the rundown of it's Melvin. What-
0: well, his real name is Melvin Emmanuel Upton Jr.
1: Yes, that that I did know that he he resorted to his actual legit name. But while you look, I'm taking over your duties for a second, and I'm going to let the uh, the people know what's uh, what's going down. So today, Adam and I will be talking about the NFC West, wrapping up the division previews, and getting that done. You'll be hearing this episode probably Wednesday. I I would pr- I I think probably Wednesday. Then Thursday, you will be hearing a Basement talk podcast. From Jake and I, where we'll be starting to go over the NFL draft prospects. It's going to be just basically a general overview of the offensive prospects for uh, this upcoming draft. So we'll be talking about that. You'll be hearing that on Thursday. And then over the weekend, you will be hearing uh, Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. Adam and I will be doing uh, QB and running back bounce back candidates. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. Then next week, the deal is Adam and I will be back probably with another episode Tuesday or Wednesday doing the pass catchers, so the wide receivers and the tight end bounce backs. Then Basement Talk Podcast will be back next Wednesday, of course, doing the defensive prospects, which then all culminates. We will be recording the mock draft show on Thursday with an aim to be released the following week before the draft. And then the whole pre-draft coverage will happen. There'll be a basement talk podcast fantasy show that week. Don't know on what, but it'll be something draft related. And then I know the basement talk podcast we will be doing on there is we'll be doing a whole draft bold predictions show. So instead of just limiting it, limiting it to one round like we would normally do on the fantasy show, we're going to be covering all seven rounds. Uh, for bold predictions on the uh, Basement Talk podcast. And then hopefully on Friday after the first round is all said and done, I don't know if I'm going to be with Adam. I don't know if I'm going to be with Jake. It's going to be with somebody or it's, it's going to be myself. I don't know. Um, we will be doing a whole first round reaction show. So that's just kind of what to expect for the next two weeks or so. I think I've just exerted every word limit humanly possible that I have for this show just in the span of the last
0: three, four minutes, but here I am. I'm sure you can uh, find something in the reserves to talk to, to to finish out the podcast. Possibly I'll let you know, but I do have an answer for you. A fact checked answer. Okay. So um, this is from the Atlanta journal constitution by way of Wikipedia because, you know, the great thing about Wikipedia, you know, this, I think this is the thing that high school teachers don't understand is that Wikipedia has a works cited page on the bottom and they have actual citations. It does. So, and it's, and it's heavily moderated. So you can't actually change Wikipedia so willy nilly. But um, that's, a di- that's a topic for a different day. Um, BJ Upton does stand for, BJ does stand for Boss Band Junior. I tell you, that's just something. Because his father, Manny Upton, has been known as Boss Man, and that's his his nickname is Boss Man. And like when they grew up in Virginia. So uh, B.J. Upton is Boss Man Junior. That's Melvin incredible. Upton is Boss Man Junior, and so basically he wanted to change it in 2015 because he just didn't really want to have. He just wanted people to call him he by his He wanted to be his own name. person. Yeah. Well, yeah. They wanted to call him by his actual name, which is understandable. Fair. The more you know, Adam. Yep. So. I mean, I know that Jake, I'm sure Jake uh, talked your ear off about the Sam Donald trade last week. Uh,
1: I wouldn't say talked my ear off necessarily, but.
0: We made we had a nice little conversation about it. So, do you want to hear my thoughts about the San Ronald trade? Please, just because I'm the other resident Jets fan on the uh, Basement Talk podcast family. I podcast. said on
1: one show last week. it Doesn't matter where I go, whether I'm on here, whether I'm on Basement Talk podcast. I can't escape. I can't escape you Jets fans. But you're better than. But you're better than Giants fans. So, go ahead.
0: Low bar. <laughs>
1: it's very low bar.
0: Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that this is this kind of had to be done at this point. Uh, I mean, I like Sam. He's great. He's a great guy. Great player. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you ruining this for moment? A, for a second,
1: when you said all of that, I swear to God I was looking at John Gruden.
0: <laughs> I feel like this had to be done. <laughs> Sam Donald's a good kid good player. He's a good kid. He's a good player. <laughs> Wishing him nothing but the best. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm when I evaluate players and moves, I just morph into John Gruden. I don't, I, I just don't understand.
1: And when I evaluate players and moves, sometimes I morph into Jamie Carragher and Stephen Gerrard. That makes two of us.
0: Yeah. I. It's kind of like when sometimes when I get mad at things or just like for or I'm just generally pissed off. My my Long Island accent comes out. Usually it doesn't happen, but sometimes sometimes, in rare occasions it does. I mean, my Long Island accent just comes out all the time. There's no hiding that. But every time it happens, I do catch myself, which is – and it's always funny when I when I do. But I can't hide the Stephen Gerrard on occasion and the, and the Jamie Carragher. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway, what I was saying was, you know, Sam Donald is a trade that had to be done. He's a good kid. And, you know, he – He's put in a terrible situation uh, with the jets and basically the amount of picks that they got. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Sam Donald's stock was at an all time low after the 2020 NFL season. So to get a six round pick and a second next year and a, I think it was like a fourth or something next year. That's a good deal. Yeah, I think,
1: and I'll repeat what I said. Uh, It's a trade that works out, I think, for both sides. You know, the Jets have the number two pick. They're probably going to take Zach Wilson, barring some unforeseen event. It's going to be Zach Wilson at number two going. No, no, no. This
0: is all part of the plan. They're going to pick Penny Sewell at two. Oh, of course. James Morgan will be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets in 2021,
1: which I'm sure is what everyone would want. I, I if the Jets were to go take <laughs> Petty Sewell at number two, I think you'd would, you would see a hotel collapse in Atlantic City from Jake just shaking the foundation of how mad he would be.
0: That would be that would be pretty funny.
1: I would need to call someone to do a wellness check on Jake.
0: Yeah. For sure, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: No, no, it it, it will not happen. Uh, Wilson is going to go to the uh, to the Jets, but I mean, listen, Sam gets an opportunity to rebuild his career with a coach that recruited him out of high school, Matt Rule, and then you bring in the Joe Brady effect. As Wait, really? Well. Yes.
0: They, yeah, Matt Rule.
1: Tr- Matt Rule tried to get Sam Darnold out of high school before oh. Sam Darnold went to USC.
0: They try to get Sam Darnold to go to Temple. Yep. Yeah, that totally would have worked. Listen, then we would have had the early Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson connection.
1: We would have. We definitely would have. and, uh, And that just goes on further down the point of he's back with Robbie Anderson, his BFF. So I think that there's that connection there, of course. Then you bring in the DJ Moore factor and, and Christian McCaffrey I'm a little worried I think if I look at it through a fantasy perspective and I don't really know if I talked about this all too much so I think this is my opportunity to do that I'm a bit concerned for the pass catchers I think um, you know I think there's a bit more of you know the dink and dunk sort of style with with Teddy Bridgewater which allowed for more receptions more opportunities for DJ Moore for Robbie Anderson but now, now it's Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is more of a compact arm. He's going to take more chances down the field. So I guess, you know, for non PPR, it's good for Robbie Anderson. It's not necessarily great for DJ Moore, but it's absolutely fantastic for Christian McCaffrey. Because I think now you have someone that is just a clear check down dump off candidate to potentially get near 90 catches again with McCaffrey. So, I mean, if you're. Looking at any winner from this, it's got to be, got to be Christian McCaffrey.
0: I think I have to be a, I think I have to pick up the Panthers as my second team. You as might a, have to. As a result of this,
1: you you, you just
0: might. Cause I, I, listen, I have no ill will towards Sam Darnold. It's more, it's more towards Adam Gaze. Well, I mean, how many
1: times have we seen a New York, a uh, not even a New York Jet, but just a player in general? Escape Adam Gaze and revitalize his career. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Devonte Parker, not Jay Cutler.
0: <laughs> kind of Jay Cutler.
1: Kind of Jay Cutler. <laughs> Sam Donald could be like could could be the next guy. He could yeah. be the the next guy to uh, to have that career rejuvenation in a in a market that is much smaller than what the New York market is. So. Um, I think there's something left in the tank for Sam. I don't think he's done. Dude,
0: dude, he's our age.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's younger than Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow was just number one pick last year, which is crazy. And Sam Darnold's about to enter his fourth year into the National Football League. Yeah. Which is nuts. So – uh, I, I wish I wish Sam the best. I think there's a there's a, again, there's a lot left in uh in his tank. And I think now that he's gonna be in an offense where I mean everyone loves Joe Brady. He's the flavor of the month in terms of offensive style, offensive guru, whole bit. I think he's got a great opportunity to really work his magic with with Sam, who offers I at least I think he offers a lot still.
0: Yeah. Um my thing is with Sam, this trade. Um what exactly I guess would be the hmm, What does this mean for Teddy Bridgewater? That's the other facet to this. He's fucked. Yeah. I mean, where what's he gonna do what what are they gonna do with him? Are they gonna keep Teddy Bridgewater? Are they gonna, no, they're gonna trade him? They're, try and trade him.
1: They're gonna trade him. Um Jake made a great connection with Teddy Bridgewater with the Denver trade Broncos. Trade him back to the Jets.
0: Oh, I was can you imagine?
1: Well, I mean, look, you trade him back to the Jets and have Teddy Bridgewater be the number two under Zach Wilson. Not the worst thing in the world, but the problem is that he's got that big contract attached. So yeah. so it, it's gonna be a bit I don't want to say harder because I mean the Jaguars were able to trade Nick Falls. So if they were able to trade that, then Teddy Bridgewater's contract looked a bit more civilized.
0: Also, so you the Jets
1: could, have a fuck ton of cash space. True. True. Jake made the connection for Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos, which I think makes a whole lot of sense, given that there is this uh, teetering, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, as to whether or not Drew Locke is actually good or not.
0: Can you believe that we thought that we were so high on Drew Locke last year and now this happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, learn from that. But yeah, I mean, I'm a I think Teddy Bridgewater in Denver is—it makes a lot of sense, and I think it could be good for Cortland Sutton, for uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I don't know if it's great for Noah Fant because, of course, Noah Fant is like Drew Locke's first and only read. <laughs> so, but you know, we'll have to wait and see if uh, if that is the avenue that uh, Denver take. And then another one and another one, and and this is pending that the 49ers don't go quarterback at three, but San Francisco, I think makes sense if they were to go down that avenue, but I don't know how much money they would want to attach to the quarterback position given they have Jimmy Garoppolo and that heinous contract. Well, here's the thing you don't trade up you don't trade all those picks just to not pick a quarterback. Exactly. Exactly right. And then here's and then here's one more for you. And this is one that I thought of.
0: How about the New England Patriots? Oh no. I I I immediately hate it, but for biased reasons. I like it if I if I want to put my my non biased hat on, for a second, I think it is a good move.
1: If they want to if they want to take on that that
0: that contract, but they seem it, they seem to like Cam. So, well, also Ugh. I don't know how much Bill Belichick likes Cam Newton, honestly. Although I mean it's hard to read him. I'll be honest, but I just don't. as the season went on, you could tell kind of that Bill Belichick was kind of just like fed up with all the questions about when Jared Stedham's going to start because Cam Newton was just, he looked cooked um, as the season went on. And I mean, it makes sense in the way that if you want somebody to for either Mac Jones or Trey Lance to sit behind while they quote unquote develop, then you can get, that you can do no better On the market now than Teddy Bridgewater At this point I think trying to read Bill
1: Belichick Is like a four year old trying to read The old man in the sea Yeah this or, guy, That kid would just be asking so many questions Why is this guy fishing all
0: this much Trying to catch one fish I thought you were going to It's more like a four year old trying to read Beowulf It's like, I don't know. <laughs> a better comparison It's like I don't know what the fuck this says <laughs> Why are there so many e's? Why do all the words have e's on them? This doesn't make any sense. Lots of e's. Lots of e. Dramatic language is weird. <laughs> Lots of e. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah, I do know. I
1: read Beowulf. Oh no, I was I was referring to the e.
0: Yeah, I, I know. If you I know, know about you know. That. I know about that too. Well, some some of our listeners do, some of our listeners don't. Anyhow, so we have that. And so now that we've talked about the Sam Donald trade, let's talk about the NFC West moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. And on Tuesday, the Arizona Cardinals made a pretty big move. And a move that will probably infuriate Chase Edmonds fans everywhere. I know one of them. Yeah, I do too. As a matter of fact, one of them is in the Zoom call right now. Um, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan. I liked them, but I kind of knew that more than likely the Arizona Cardinals were going to bring in somebody else, but little did I think it was going to be James Conner.
0: Yes, that is one where you kind of, where I feel like the Cardinals, you know how like some teams where you think that they have like everybody and their mother thinks that they have this star burgeoning and then they actually don't know what they have and they try and, and they don't think that they actually have somebody that's amazing and they keep bringing in people to fix the problem that they don't have.
1: Yeah. Um, Hmm. I disagree to an extent
0: because I think Chase Edmonds is really good. Is okay. really really. Maybe really I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm exaggerating saying that he's going to be a he's a, he's a star. But like he's he's very good.
1: Yeah, but I think the Cardinals know and understand that Chase Edmonds is not the kind of guy that's going to be a 2025 touchback, and that's what I think this is. This is more of bringing in somebody else that can lead a say 60 40 65 35 split. That's what this at least says to me. That Connor's gonna come in. He'll be the first and second down guy at the very least until he inevitably gets hurt. And then Chase Edmonds then again uh, gets his gets his crack at it. So
0: look fist the rock is falling down the hill. We're literally in the same spot that we were last year and the year before that yeah it's it's kind of deja vu just literally kind of eating itself literally find and replace james connor with Kenyon drake and we're having the exact same conversation
1: you're not fucking kidding are
0: you right I mean, down to when and if he gets hurt yeah yeah definitely so uh
1: yeah this 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 totally 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 sucks for for fantasy um do we want to wrap up these running backs, and then go to the quarterback, or do we want to come back to the running backs and just go talk about Kyler Murray? Something much more happy and exciting.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about Kyler Murray because I need I need a palate cleanser for a second here. Um, <laughs> you know, the Cardinals once again the island of misfit toys. You ain't kidding. And old Steelers. And old Steelers. All and right. old Texans. And old Texans. All right. So Kyler Murray, I mean, this is the easiest position that we're going to be talking about aside from maybe uh, DeAndre Hopkins at, at receiver. Kyler Murray is probably the easiest position on the Cardinals where he's obviously the starter. That's, that's a given. And he's going to be really, really good. Top five quarterback in fantasy, especially with the fogginess surrounding Deshaun Watson. He's, He's really going to be—he's going to be up there. And honestly, even if Deshaun Watson plays 16 games and he plays his full, uh, full strength, full power, peak of his powers, then I think Kyler Murray would be a top three uh, quarterback or at least top four, because he—he's very, very good as long as he doesn't get hurt. I have him as top four quarterback. I have him as top
1: four. I just moved him down over the course of the last couple of days uh, to Lamar Jackson as my number three, but. Yeah, I think in uh, just like a little preview for uh, the quarterback bounce back segment that we're going to be doing later in the week, Kyler Murray's got to be one of the top bounce back candidates, at least from week 12 on, I mean, just looking at his game log after week, after week 11, 8.9 fantasy points, 17.4, 18.5, 34.1, 16.4, 3.8. Like that's terrible. That's terrible to end the season where going into week 12 he was on pace for over 4,200 passing yards over 30 touchdowns I mean if if you're going to tell me Kyler Murray is going to be healthy then yeah he's got every case in the world why he should be picked as a top three or four quarterback but the Kyler Murray that was there from week 12 to week 16 Week 17, if you play week 17 championships, that's not the guy that you want. So it's kind of invest at your own peril, because I think if he were going to be going not as high as he is, then I would say, okay, you can kind of take the gamble on it. But Kyler Murray is probably going to be going in like round five, round six. And you have to make a real decision on, well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a Kyler Murray at that spot or would you rather have someone like CD Lamb? Would you rather have someone like Brandon Ayuk? Would you rather have someone like a I'm trying to think of a running back that I could probably put into this discussion? Or Miles Gaskin? Let's say let's say Miles Gaskin somehow makes it out of the draft as the number one running back in Miami. Someone someone like that, or maybe maybe even a Chris Carson if he takes a bump back when Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. Uh, get drafted, maybe Chris Carson slides a little bit. You have to make a decision on that.
0: Or and Kareem for- Hunt
1: or Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I think, is a little higher than that. But Kareem Hunt is a great one. Kareem Hunt is a great one. Kareem Hunt or Kyler Murray, that's really, really tough for me. And I think I would take Kareem. I think.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's the, it's. We can't just gloss over the fact that Kyler Murray had a shoulder injury injury last year. And also, I think didn't he have like a hip issue also, or is it? A he ankle? was banged up. He was, he was banged very up.
1: banged up. But the problem is, is that that's what you gets what you get with Kyler Murray, someone as small as he is. I mean, let's let's just face it. Kyler Murray is only five ten. He's taller small than both of us. He's a small guy. I mean, I'll, I'm I'm five I'm five nine. He's got an inch on me.
0: Yeah, and I is. I
1: think I'm fucking short. So yeah, if I think I'm fucking short, he's gotta be he's gotta be really fucking short. But he's only short by comparison. By comparison, yes, exactly. But this is a guy that gets swallowed up in the pocket, number one. Then number two, if he does get out, he's more likely to take a big shot or two because of how small he is. I mean, he's not like a Cam Newton that's six four and can take on these six two, six three linebackers like nobody else's business. Kyler Murray is 5'10, maybe
0: 205 pounds. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. This doesn't, this kind of thing doesn't happen to Russell Wilson. And it only started happening happening to Drew Brees at the end of his career.
1: Well, to be fair, Russell Wilson is probably one of the smartest running quarterbacks that there is. And that there has been. Because he knows if he senses something is not kosher for lack of a better phrase he's gonna go down that's he's our not word. yes yes i i knew i knew you'd appreciate that one adam he's he's gonna go down he's not gonna fight for those extra yards for the sake of potentially putting himself at risk which is very smart for for him whereas kyler kyler's gonna try and go out of his way he's I think the best comparison I've ever heard of Kyler Murray is like he's he's like that he's like that kid in fifth grade recess when you play football who knows he's just better than everybody else and has that little style and trot about him where the other kid's just like, yeah, I just want to pop the fuck out of this kid. That's what Kyler Murray reminds me of. He's that kid who knows he's really damn good. And then other players know that he's smaller, he's faster, but they want to just crack him. And they've had the opportunity to to do that. So invest in Kyler Murray at your own risk, especially with that price. Uh, The later you can get him, the better. I think if you can get him in round seven or round eight, that is outstanding. Highly unlikely, but if you can manage to swing that, then then good for you. But I am not going out of my way to take Kyler Murray in the sixth round where he's being drafted right now.
0: Yeah, Fancy Bros has him at three. Three? All right. So they're higher than I am. Over Lamar Jackson. Yep. I and I have Lamar over over Kyler. Yep. So we have that. And all right, we're going back down to earth. Yeah, talking about the nice running back. Lasted. yeah and uh, talking about James Conner and Chase Edmonds. I mean, we kind of said what we needed to about this. So that's good. Um, it's, no, I think it's just
1: having a discussion on where the hell you would take them. Because I, I, I was on record in saying that I would draft Chase Edmonds, the top 24 running back. But now, oof, no.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to assume that this is because Fantasy Pros hasn't updated their rankings yet, but they have Chase Edmonds at 24.
1: That's I I had him inside my top 24. I had him at 23 before this. So, now now Chase Edmonds is probably a top 36 guy for me. Um, but I would I would say this though. And I hate, I hate doing this, but I think James Conner has the opportunity to be a really, really sneaky, good value pick. Don't spoil, if,
0: don't if, spoil our show later in the week.
1: I, I don't think he's a bounce back. I'm not saying that he is. I just think he is the opportunity to be a value pick if and only if you have Chase Edmonds. Because I cannot trust James Conner to play 16 games. I just I, – I I, can't do it. I agree. But I think as someone who is probably going to finish and settle as a pre-draft top 36 running back that's outside the top 30, I think he has opportunity. I think he's probably going to have volume. And I think – if you could tell me that he's going to be a – if you could tell me James Connor is going to be 809 and you're drafting him outside the top 30, that's great. That's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, also, I think this shows that the Cardinals do care about Chase. They think that Chase Edmonds is more of the future because they only signed James Connors to a one-year contract. I don't know. Unless they bring back – unless next year we're having the same discussion where they bring in another um, running back on the downswing of his career or who had a down season. See, I don't know about that, That the whole – that they
1: care about Edmonds because if they loved Edmonds, right, and they wanted Edmonds to be the feature guy, they wouldn't have gone out and given James Connor a one-year contract. That's what that well, says to me. I mean, At they don't say maybe they don't think he's the feature guy yet. Well, when is when is he going to be the feature guy? I don't know. When, w- what life does Edmonds get to be the feature guy? I mean, he's 25 years old. And we know the, the shelf life for running backs is 29. Yeah. If they even get there. So. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Edmonds now is just kind of like a handcuff for me. With, in deep leagues, I would say some some appeal, but not a lot. However, I will say this when it comes to the running backs. Be careful with expecting too much of a touchdown return because of how Kyler Murray likes to take off and do it on his own. Just be careful with with that. But where the Cardinals running backs are going to go now, both both of them will be will be outside the top thirty. They'll be they'll be good, and yeah. they won't they won't kill you if they don't pan out. If they don't pan out, you just cut them and say, okay, I drafted two top thirty running backs that just didn't do anything for me. No problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still think that people are people are gonna overdraft James Conner because he's James Conner. Though so you have to you have to watch out for that. I mean, what's your definition of overdraft? Drafting him as like a as like a top twenty, twenty four running back.
1: If someone drafts James Conner as a top twenty four running back, God bless him.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's an overdraft. But people people are going people who may maybe, you know, not to, uh, you know plug the plug to show by like people that don't listen to this podcast or, or just don't really are who don't have their finger on the pulse of fantasy football. it's like, Oh, James Connors on the Cardinals. That's not, that's good news. Get more of a chance. I'm going to draft him as a top 24. running back. All right. All right.
1: I, yeah. I, I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with that. But the thing is, thing is with that is nowadays it's so hard to overdraft someone and claim that claim like stupidity because you have every online draft now has the expert rankings of the people that work for them, whether you're ESPN and you have, you know, Matthew Berry and, and and Stefania Bell and, and field Yates, or whether you're at NFL network and it's Adam rank and, um, and uh, who's, who's the other guy that got into a fight with Matthew Berry. Um, uh, Michael Siciliano. That's who it is. That was funny. Or you know whether it's Yahoo and it's like Dalton Del Don or you know whomever whomever whatever site you use doesn't matter or CBS and it's uh, uh Jamie Eisenberg or. Whomever, whomever, you know, whatever site you use. And they use that ECR of all of their experts to formulate their draft rankings for their draft rooms. When you go in and you do your drafts and they want to know, oh, where did the rankings come from? Well, it comes from the consensus of all of their rankers that they have within their fantasy
0: department. Well, it does make it easier. But honestly, I mean, well, that's people- the point
1: is, you know, yeah. it's very hard to see unless someone is just uber, uber high on James Conner. I doubt you're going to be seeing, you know, when you're scrolling towards the end of the top 24 running backs, I doubt you're really going to be seeing James Conner right on your screen. And people will be like, Oh, wow. James Conner's still here. Bink, you know, so, sort of deal unless, you know, they, they start scrolling, which based on the drafts that I've done where I've had, you know, expert players, casual players, and then rookie players, not many are really scrolling in terms of the rookie in terms of the rookie and the casual normally the rookie and the casual are just staying on the front page and they're looking at the list of 30 guys that's on their screen where it's the experts that are just going through going through going through and just trying to see you know who's there who pops off on the uh, on the eye so yeah i mean look it's entirely possible that that could happen but crazier things have happened before in fantasy drafts i've i've seen it all i mean i've seen One year, one year, I was in a draft, and someone took T.Y. Hilton when Mike Evans was sitting there, and the excuse was that they didn't, they did not chart out that Mike Evans was going to be there for them. So, I've seen it all. I've, I have seen it all.
0: There's so many things wrong with that. We don't even have time to talk about because the
1: expectation that Mike Evans was not going to be there led him to pick T.Y. Hilton. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in a draft.
0: One of my favorite lines, I don't know if you ever played the game Destiny, but one of my favorite lines in, in the game Destiny is, I don't even have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. <laughs> and that, that applies to the situation. Oh, yes, it does.
1: Oh, yes, it does. It was one of the f- funniest things I've ever seen in a draft. Yeah. Just be- just because of the sheer, the sheer look of horror when the pick was made. And lit- literally the next pick after, the next pick turned into... Oh my God. Mike Evans is still here. Okay. And the owner was just like, what? And, and it was like a whole hissy
0: fit. Was it this was a live like, draft or live a draft? It was a live oh. draft. Okay.
1: It was a live draft and it was, it was, Oh, it was so, so funny. Cause so you can funny. never get,
0: you can never get away with that on an online draft because then you can just see that Mike Evans is there.
1: Well, you can, you, it, it happens. I've seen it because what you do is, you know, you're scrolling through, scrolling through and then you're, it pops up that you're on the clock, and you start to panic, and you see just what's on the page, forgetting that you've been scrolling for the last two minutes and that there's other guys above. So I've seen people make picks and then realize that there's a whole 15 players above, and they just completely reach for someone because they just panicked on the spot and thought that this was the list of available players that was right in front of them.
0: Oh, my. Well, that was like, I mean, very different situation, but I, I'm sure I've told this, said, talked about this multiple times on the show, is the my the first year that I was in our, our fantasy league. Aaron Rodgers, number one overall? No. I First of all, my first year of fantasy, I picked Aaron Rodgers fourth overall. Fourth overall, excuse
1: me. Thank hey, you very much. My first year was Tony Romo,
0: number one overall. So it's okay. Yeah. It happens. No, it's not It's not about either of us. It's the first year that we were together in a fantasy league. It's 2017. The famous- wow, it's going to be our fourth year doing fantasy together. That's crazy. I know. No. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth year. Holy
1: shit. That's
0: crazy. We're so, fucking old. Yes. Oh, my God. We're both going to be 25. Fuck. I know. My God,
1: a quarter of my life is over.
0: That's terrible. All the mortality. It's kind of gross. On the bright side, you have about like 70 years left.
1: Uh, 55, I'll be good. More years. 55
0: more years. (laughs) I was going to say, get me to 80. (laughs) Get me to 80, I'll be good. (laughs) Anyway, what I was going to say, I
1: just want to get to 55 and then you can just do whatever you want
0: with me. (laughs) I will not survive my midlife crisis. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awful. It's it's horrifying. What I was going to say, yes, please continue, (laughs) is our first uh, fantasy draft together was the infamous Des Bryant fourth overall pick. Oh my God. I remember that. Which I think is what you said the last time I talked about it on the show, but yeah. What did I kidding.
1: remember that and then completely yeah. forgot about it and now remember it again? Yep. Well, cuz it's just it just doesn't sit on my head all the time just of how uh, purely insane it was. I just tend
0: to forget stupidity. It's fair. I wonder if I can find the actual I wonder if I could find the standings of that le- of that year.
1: Oh, I def I definitely can, but we have we have things to get to, Adam. <laughs>
0: we we do have things to get to. I'm sorry. Uh, we we'll, we'll have to do a, a history check. One of these days we have Deandre Hopkins to get to. Oh, what a great guy.
1: And we're still, on, we're still only on the fucking Cardinals. Yes. Oh, Christ. Um, Yeah. Deandre Hopkins, you know what you're getting. You're drafting him late first, early second round. He's going to be an absolute stud as he is every year. I mean, do you remember last year, Adam, we said we weren't sure about
0: Deandre Hopkins. I'd rather not talk about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that was uh that was a bit a bit a bit silly. Um I have DeAndre Hopkins as my number two receiver. So you are going to be drafting him after you draft Devontae Adams, and I have DeAndre Hopkins over Tyreek Hill, who is my number three receiver, and then I, I'm going back and forth right now between Diggs and Metcalf as my number four receiver. I have Diggs there right now, but I'm kind of teetering. Between putting potentially Metcalf there, and then I also have I Adam Adam I I'm considering putting Michael Thomas there as well.
0: Don't do it, Bird. You're a covering Michael Thomas fan. But
1: but Adam Adam, look who his quarterback
0: is. It's Jameis. It's you Jameis. Are, you're also a covering Jameis Winston fan.
1: Stand another corner. Damas Winston, New Orleans, Louisiana. Such a fine sight to see. It's another pick, my lord. Put it on the scoreboard. Oh, wait. It's for the other team.
0: We love this We do. I can't wait to see him. Well, you do.
1: If it's Taysom Hill, I will have a mental breakdown. Nobody wants him. Everybody wants Jameis.
0: Yes, it's true. Um, so are we done with the uh, Cardinals? Because um, I mean, the tight ends are. are well, you know. I mean, there's other
1: receivers. I mean, there's Christian Kirk, and then there is the aforementioned ex-love of our lives, AJ Green.
0: Uh, I expect I expect good things about out of Christian Kirk. Um, definitely, but AJ Green, you can't. You can't draft A.J. Green.
1: Uh, Very simple. I don't have Christian Kirk or A.J. Green as as top 50 receivers.
0: Really? Nope. Listen, A.J. Green, I understand. But Christian Kirk?
1: Yep, I do not have Christian Kirk as top 50 receiver. That's crazy. Sorry, there are other guys I like more than
0: him. It's the DeAndre Hopkins effect.
1: I like Cole Beasley more than him. I like John
0: Brown more than him. I guess you're right.
1: I like...
0: I mean, I don't know.
1: I like Jameson Crowder more
0: than him. Jameson Crowder might not be on the Jets set of June first. first. Uh, I don't know. I think he's the number two option in the in Cardinals offense that likes to throw the ball. I like LaVisca and, Chenault more than him. And Kyler Murray is also there. I, I, mm,
1: yeah, he's not a top 50 guy for me. He's never he's never a guy that I gravitate towards though. So take that for what you will. I've never been a a huge Christian Kirk fan. By the way. Yes. I
0: I found the team of the of the person who picked Des Bryant fourth overall. (laughs) All right. Well, we're here. We're here. We're in the rabbit hole. This is the the 2017 season. Des Bryant was picked fourth overall. God almighty. Uh Dak Prescott, All right. Demarco Demarco Murray, oh, Doug Martin, oh, Des Bryant. This is the, were we PPR at that point? At this point, or were we um, not PPR? I think we were half. I think that league
1: was half. That that league has always been some form of
0: PPR. Uh, so Des Bryant and then Sammy Watkins. Those were his Ugh. two receivers. Those oh were his, God! Those were his two receivers. Oh dear. Jordan Reed. A, uh, Stephon Uh Stefan Diggs.
1: Wow, Stephon Diggs for his good. Real life for talent. Real life for talent was five years too four years too soon on Stefan Diggs. Yeah. As a flex.
0: Uh, stay, p- pick of the draft. The Raiders D. In 2017,
1: Steve. the Raiders defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it spearheaded by Charles Woodson?
0: Uh, Stephen Goskowski as his kicker. Okay, is that that sensible? Uh, the Broncos' defense also. Two defenses. Who drafts two defenses? I don't think he drew. No, this is just this is what the team finished as.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about what the what the team was drafted as.
0: Oh no, this is not what the team was drafted as. Oh, okay,
1: so what it finished as? I see. I see. We have I the see. we
0: have the team the team that finished. This is how they finished. I see. So. uh the Broncos defense. Okay. Cam Newton. All right. Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Fuck me.
1: That's a that's a day I didn't think I would hear it today.
0: Here, I got one more for you.
1: Kenny Britt. I'm going to break the fourth wall here. Adam and I did a NHL trade deadline show. There's some breaking news coming out of the NHL. Jack Eichel is out for the remainder of the regular season, and he will have surgery and will be ready in time for New York Rangers training camp in the fall.
0: We might be jumping the gun a bit
1: on that. I will repeat. Jack Eichel will be ready for New York Rangers training camp in the fall. You heard it here first.
0: Ah, Straight from Frege. Love, Elliot. Great guy. I know. Love, 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 Elliot. I kind of wish he kept the beard that he has his Twitter profile picture.
1: True. Very true. All right, so what's the remainder of this team so we can can finally move on to the next team in this division? Kenny Britt. Oh, Christ.
0: Yeah. Eric Ebron. Ebron. He's about two years... It was, a, it was a year early on Kerry, on Eric Ebron. Good good on that. E-E-Bron. Chris Thompson. Oh. And Jordan Matthews. <laughs> I, I I heard Jordan. I was like, who the
1: fuck is Jordan? Then I heard Matthews like, who the fuck is Matthews? Like, oh Jordan Matthews.
0: The receiver for, Mr. Receiver, yes. Who played for the, the, the Eagles? Well, I think this that year he played for New England. That was when he was in New England. Interesting. Very For like five seconds. Literally. Anyway, so that that that's that. I'll if I have more time, I can find the actual draft. All right, who's next? The, we, the gotta, next we gotta
1: fly through because we are just crutched.
0: Yeah, the next team is the Rams the Los Angeles Rams. This team is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. The we hate first round picks team.
1: Who needs a first round pick when you can just hit home runs in your second round picks?
0: Who needs a first round pick when you just have, when you have Cam Akers?
1: Who needs first round picks when you have Cam Akers?
0: We already have all of our good players. We don't need first-round picks. They just
1: they saw what they had with Cam Akers. I tell you, Cam Akers is just an absolute
0: gentleman. Who cares if we if we have to give up our next three years of first-round picks? They're all going to be 32nd overall anyway, is probably what Les Nied is saying to himself.
1: <laughs> Stan Kroenke said, I'm not going to put any money into my other franchises, but you want to go and give up three first-round picks? Go for it. <laughs> hey, the, the Avalanche are doing okay. Yeah, it's a shame. The only team that's significant in my life is being absolutely neglected by Stan Kroenke. Fuck him. Fair enough. Fuck him. I'll repeat. Josh too. Fuck
0: Josh Kroenke. The Avalanche. Oh, the, and the Nuggets are doing well too. Don't the Don't the Kroenkes own the Nuggets? They do. And the Colorado Rapids. Fuck them. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on with the, with, the, with the Rapids. I last time I checked, they were terrible. <laughs> Fuck the Cronkies. Anyway, um, so for the Rams, yeah, the the we hate first round picks team,
1: the Los Angeles we hate first round picks.
0: Yes, got it. Uh, they trade. Of course, they traded for Matt Stafford. Yep. For they traded more first round picks traded and
1: more first round picks
0: and Jared. To get Goff. a
1: former first overall pick.
0: Yes. Who needs first-round picks? Why trade away first-round picks when we could just trade four round picks that were tra- already drafted? They
1: traded for a number one overall pick, and they traded away a former number one overall pick.
0: I don't know how many times that's happened.
1: I'm not sure. i will do some research on that.
0: Normally, that would be my area of expertise, but I cannot tell you a time. I was about to say, happened.
1: I'm shocked you don't know this.
0: No. I haven't got,
1: I haven't gotten bored enough. But you to would, look. but you would know what Matthew Stafford's favorite snack is, probably, because you're just the king of random facts. Yeah, I don't know that one either. When there are facts that are pertinent to what we are talking about, faccio gots. But when it's facts about something completely out in left field, this 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 is your guy. This is your guy.
0: I'm sorry. How long have we been friends, and you're just figuring this out? <laughs> true but at least yeah oh we have some breaking news on the podcast is this actually about it's actually breaking news about football yes okay for a change yeah we actually have breaking
1: news on this podcast and you know what that is full credit to you adam for stalling that is just so well done i i'm very upset my man ian Rappaport, did not let me know about this because I would have just continued the stall. So apparently, you and Ian have a great connection. And I'm very jealous of that. But the, yeah. But the breaking news is that the Cleveland Browns have signed Jadevian Clowney to a one year contract. Wow. So it's going to be Jadevian Clowney and Miles Garrett in Cleveland.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's nasty.
0: Oh, well, I mean, if Jadevian Clowney can actually come back to form,
1: Yes, if 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 he can come back into form, that is true.
0: But I mean, on paper it looks pretty good. It looks really good. I mean, it looks pretty fearsome.
1: It does, at least on paper. On paper, it it, it definitely uh, does. And we are we are keeping with the theme, Adam. I'm just wanting to let you know about this 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 development.
0: Remember how is this we talk- also is this also breaking news.
1: No, 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 no. Very ironic how we were talking about two first round, first round, first overall picks being traded for each other. Now we have two former number one overall picks going to be on the same defensive line. That is correct. To De'Veon and Miles Garrett.
0: When can we get Mario Williams out of retirement so he can be in the middle of that defensive line? How
1: about, here's a real throwback for you. If you're ready for this, how about Russell Maryland?
0: Russell Maryland. He was a first. Do you not know who
1: Russell Maryland is?
0: I don't think I remember Russell Maryland. Russell Maryland
1: was a defensive tackle who was drafted by the Cowboys. Number one overall in 1991. Oh, oh,
0: well, that's interesting.
1: The more you know, Adam, the more, you know, and the 1991 draft for all that are concerned had no hall of famers in the first round, but did have a hall of famer in round two. Can you name that hall of famer? The
0: 1991 draft? 1991 draft. Oh, for fuck's sake. I have no, Literally have no idea. I'll give you a hint. He's a quarterback. Do you play for the Jets? Yes. Really? Mm hmm. He did. Oh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Very good. Very, very good. Yep. How did we get here? Um, breaking news. Sure. <laughs> First overall picks. Sure. 1991 draft. Right. Anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, Can we talk about
1: so Cam Akers, please? Oh, we'd talk about Matt Stafford and where I would take him we talk about that first um matthew stafford where would i take him i have him um, as a top 15 guy i'm not putting him
0: in my top 12 though let some let somebody else over draft him well i mean he's 13 in fantasy pros so i mean i i kind of like that i haven't i haven't 14 who do they have who do they have behind
1: um 14 15 for Stafford, I'm just curious, Joe Burrow and Matt Ryan. All right, I have I have Burrow. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I have Burrow, and then I have Ryan ahead of uh,
0: ahead of Stafford. But then I have um, I have
1: yeah. Brady
0: behind Stafford. They have uh, Brady ahead of Stafford. Okay, there you go. At twelve, ironically. So. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that Matt Stafford is going to be. Matt Stafford is definitely going to be. He's going to have a a bounce back year. I mean, he had a good year last year, but now he has a solid offensive line, a great running back in Cam Akers, two really good receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and a tight end that's oozing with potential like Tyler Higby is.
1: Yeah, I love Tyler Higby. I absolutely love him. Absolutely, absolutely love him. But how could we? We're going to talk about the pass catchers. We don't even talk about
0: Cameron Acres, Cam Acres. Well, no, I'm just saying. I said he had a, he has a good running back. He has a really good running back in Cam Akers. He's got he's got a great offensive support group. He really does.
1: And I think that's why he, yeah
0: he's put put in a good position to succeed.
1: He's in a great position to succeed. And I would say the NFC West is probably on paper the most competitive division in football in terms of three teams that can be really, really, really good. In Arizona, the Rams and the Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. can I talk about Cam Akers now? Yes. Hi, how are you? Yes, I'm talking to you.
0: Whoop! We got breaking news, kind of. Yes. Uh, good thing I we're know. talking about the. Good thing we're talking about the Rams. This is. I mean, we'll see how this is. Um, a Who got traded? T- Nope, nobody got traded. This came out um, about 20 minutes ago. Okay. Or 10 minutes ago, whatever. All right. Uh, a lawyer seeks assault charges against Aaron Donald. Ha! Huh? In Pittsburgh. Holy crap. Well,
1: that's not good. Yeah. We already have one star player uh, drowning in civil suits. We don't need another one. Well, it's just, it's just the one.
0: We don't need another one. It's yeah. No, we don't I'm need saying, another. No, I'm just saying it, it's just the one, the one suit, the one suit at this point. It's a, it's one incident. Um, the, the attorney told the Pittsburgh post-gazette that Donald assaulted his client, allegedly assaulted his client, allegedly got to make sure we don't get fired. Uh, allegedly assaulted his client on April 11th at an after-hours club in the Pittsburgh area. Wishing Aaron down nothing but the best. Um, the Rams released a statement, and they said that they are aware of the reports and that they are collecting more information and will have no further comments at this time.
1: Very, very PC statement. So... I wonder if Stan is aware of these allegations.
0: Well, clearly, I mean, the Rams said that they're aware of them. So, or is, sure.
1: well, Stan Cronkie is probably busy not just giving a flying fuck, quite frankly. But anywho, Cam Akers. Hi, how are you? I'm talking to you again. Cam Akers is a tough 12 running back. You're going to draft him as such. He's in a great offense, and he's behind a great offensive line. There's a strong passing game there. They're going to use the running game to set up the pass game, which means Cam Akers is going to get all the opportunity in the world to show why he can be the, the top dog in this offense. Please, please, please draft him as a top 12 running back. Draft him ahead of Joe Mixon. Draft him ahead of Miles Sanders. Draft him ahead of Josh Jacobs. Draft him ahead of DeAndre Swift. Please draft Cam Akers as a top 12 running back. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. That'll be all. I'll have no further comment at this time. Okay. Absolutely love cam makers. Draft them. Top 12. Do it. You'll thank me later. And and there'll be people there'll be people that'll say, Well, Bird, you always say to draft someone at their floor, not their ceiling. Well. I think top 12 is his floor. I think Cam Akers can finish the top five running
0: back. So voice of public opinion, go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, Aaron, I mean, uh, sorry, I'm reading more about Aaron Donald. Um, I think the Cam Akers is a guy that he's he, he's in a position to be really good. Who would you rather I have, Cam Akers or Antonio Gibson? I think I'd rather have Antonio Gibson.
1: I'd rather have Cam Akers. Not close. Cam Akers or Joe Mixon. You know my answer.
0: Yeah. Why? Well, I assume that Cam Akers would be the guy for you. But I just think that in a sense that. Well, who'd you rather have? Acres or, Akers or Mixon? Oh, Acres or Mixon? Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. Me personally? I you think or Adam r- Caster. I
1: don't even I think. What, what's your middle name? Forrest. No, oh, that's right. I knew that. I knew that. You, Adam Forrestcaster. I thought I was going to say, like, you don't know my middle name? Yes, you've told me this. It just went – it just went – it, it went to the same place as Des Bryant being drafted fourth overall.
0: I didn't know – I don't know your middle name, so. Yes, you do. Dominic. Dominic. Edward Dominic Birdsall. That's me. Junior. Um. Anyway, I think I'd rather have mm, – it's tough because now that Gio Bernard is gone, I think I'd rather have Joe Mixon. Here's, here's my reasoning Here's my thought process If you if you would like to hear it Okay I, Cam Akers is, is incredible He's a great running back We agree on that But he is in a committee Sean McVay Is the ultimate Leader of the committee you, Sean McVay doesn't give a fuck how are you doing? He's just like I want to. He's like David Quinn. He likes to shuffle. He's like to blend the lines.
1: Earl Henderson is fucking trash compared to Cam Akers. I'm aware of that. And Cincinnati is probably going to draft the running back, or they're going to go to Rodney Anderson. I'm aware of that. I would draft Cam Akers number one overall if I were you. Hey, Adam, you you remember when I told everyone in the waiver show for about maybe six and a half months that uh, they should be going and picking up Cam Acres, right? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. My guy doesn't let me down. My pretty, son. Pretty My vividly. son does not let
0: me down. I actually remember that pretty vividly, yes. My
1: son would never let me down. Okay. Cam is at so- it's the family. Can we talk about the receivers, please? I can't believe I'm putting two children against each other, Cam Akers and Joe Mixon. That's just that's criminal. That's disturbing. Um, yeah, it's like
0: Sophie's Choice.
1: True. Uh, isn't that what they call Murphy's Law too? Anything no, Murphy. That can go, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yes, I know. Okay. Yes, I I, I I'm aware. Just making sure. Yes, thank you, thank you very much, Adam. Um, yeah. So, um, the receivers is top 20 guys top 20 guys I like woods more than cup but I think both will be will be fine I think you know you know what you're getting week to week from woods he's gonna be a five six catch guy he's gonna get you 70 80 yards most weeks and he gets the touchdown some of the time with as an added bonus but I think as, as a floor play someone who's safe someone who's not gonna let you down he's great. I don't know if I would be necessarily looking at him if you're going to be going zero rb first two or three rounds and if you're going to build your receiving core around Robert Woods then, you know, I don't really know if you have the are going to have the ceiling at the wide receiver position. But if you're going to say to me that you're starting your draft, say you are in the middle of your draft and you pick with the first in the first round, say you take a Derrick Henry. Let's just say then coming back around, you take a say say you take Cam Akers. No, nah, no, nah, I won't use that. I won't use that. Say you take Joe Mixon. So let's, let's just say Joe Mixon. So you start Henry Mixon, and then in the third round, you take if he gets to you, say, and, and it doesn't really matter. ADP is just is just nonsense. Say say DK Metcalf gets to you in the third round. But you have you have that ceiling receiver. But then in the fourth round, you then are able to settle on someone like Robert Woods that gives you the week-to-week consistency coupled with that kind of guy that can give you the week-to-week upside. That's where I think Robert Woods is is excellent. That's what I did in one league last year where I had Robert Woods as my number two receiver, but then my number one receiver was Mike Evans, where Evans gave me that week-to-week upside with of course the touchdowns and then when Evans didn't necessarily show off I had Woods to fall back on so it just it's just playing that balancing act with with the receivers but I don't think you want to start necessarily off with Woods because I don't know if he offers you the week-to-week ceiling that another receiver does but in terms of safety he's fine and then Cooper Cup much of the same much of the same story. I'm a little nervous with Cup given of course the whole Jared Goff connection that those two had, but I think I think Cup will be
0: will be fine. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know Matt Stafford is going to be very eager to to make connections with these with his top two receivers. Considering that these are probably two of the best receivers he's ever had in his career.
1: Oh, probably Probably outside of Calvin Johnson.
0: Yeah. Probably and Kenny Galladay.
1: Oh, I think Robert Woods and Cup are better than Galladay. Talent wise. Yeah. Talent wise, I think I think they are. And then and then here's a here's a sleeper for you. Van Jefferson, people rate him very highly in Los Angeles. They really seem to like him. And as of right now, he's slated to be the number two outside receiver where you have Woods and Cup going to kind of interchange but cup will be more on the inside so van jefferson as of right now has a spot to play with this rams offense so definitely keep an eye out for van jefferson because i think he can be a sneaky sneaky good late round ad that definitely presents some serious upside what about deshaun jackson Ugh, christ no thank I'm you
0: i'm kidding let's talk about someone that you actually like and that's tyler higby
1: yeah, I love him. I love him. I have I. I'm very close to putting him in my top twelve for the tight ends. I'm very, very, very close. And I know I know people are gonna say, but th- but there's only one ball to be thrown around. Not everybody can get the touches. Mm-hmm. Thank you, voice of public opinion. By
0: the way, I don't sound like that. No, I'm not I'm not saying that to you. I know I but it's just you. it just sounds like something I would say.
1: No, it's, it's more of the, uh, the the chirping public opinion. So, the quote was you, but the voice was not you. How about that? I guess it's a little better. It was not directed at you. It just happened to be that way. We know each other too well there, Adam. Yeah. I would say this with Higby. He's in a great position to produce. Gerald Everett no longer there. He's in Seattle. Tyler Higby, the only tight end. However... Sean McVay likes to run these two tight end sets. Don't be surprised if you see late in the draft or maybe in the middle rounds of the draft, the LA Rams draft a tight end. And then what happens with Higby, but, but I still would like him. I still would like him. I think he's very, very good. I kind of consider Higby kind of what John Smith was last year and what, TJ Hawkinson was kind of to an extent as like a late round tight end with tremendous upside. Tremendous.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, Tyler Higby on Fantasy Pros is at 16 at this point in time. I mean, so I have I am
1: higher.
0: I am higher than that is. It's pretty good. I mean for how the tight end situation is now. It's pretty. It's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those late-round tight ends with the men's
0: upside. So, yeah. All right, uh, speaking of... Well, actually, no. We're not moving on to Seattle because they are last. Alphabetically speaking, we are moving on to the probably worst team in the division. We had to do this eventually. Fuck. The San Francisco 49ers. Yep. I mean... Basically, what we're dealing with here is a situation is a team in flux. Hmm. Yeah. And this team made the Super Bowl two years ago.
1: That's correct.
0: This team is in flux.
1: Yep. Don't draft Jimmy Garoppolo,
0: please. I mean, there's a good chance that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be in San Francisco.
1: I mean, it it. I think that they are going to keep him around. But he doesn't inspire much confidence considering whether it is going to be Mac Jones or whether it is going to be Justin Fields. He's going to have a hot young rookie breathing down his neck.
0: I mean, that's going to be the real thing because even if they if they keep him around, you traded all of these picks. You traded up yeah. from 12 to 3. Mm-hmm to draft one of Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Trey Lance. Presumably. Presumably, unless something ridiculous happens. Well, who would you, who would you take out of the three? Would you take Jones, Fields, or Lance? I think I'd rather... I know Mac Jones has been getting a lot of hype. I think I'd rather take Fields. Okay. But I'm I think one before, of the people that love Mac Jones. I think the 49ers like Mac Jones. I think if you ask me what the 49ers are going to do, I think the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. But I think I like Justin Fields at this spot. Okay. That's that. fair. That's fair. Not to... Uh,
1: I think the Niners take Mac Jones, and I like Mac Jones better than I like Justin Fields, personally.
0: Okay. That's fair. So, yeah, I just... What I was saying is, like, you're, you're going to trade up um about nine spots to draft one of these quarterbacks, and then you're just gonna sit him for a while for half the season. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, I mean, that was the plan what the Chargers were gonna do
1: with Herbert. Yeah. Well, they didn't trade
0: up though. Justin Herbert just fell into their lap. Okay, fair. Fair. That that I can understand. If you're giving up resources to to get somebody then it behooves you as a general manager or or a front office and like to the fans and other people, you you gotta, you gotta start the guy. You like, you're going to, you're going to basically burn half a year or something out of his rookie contract, this third overall pick and just set him for the guy that you already know. In a season that, for all intents and purposes, is not going to go well for the 49ers because they play in the hardest division in football. What's the
1: Packers' excuse from last year? They traded back into the first round to take Jordan Love. I know. I mean, granted, it was 26 overall, not three. Well, that's
0: that's the other thing. It's like you're trading that high, and you're giving up all of those picks. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, don't judge him Garoppolo, please. Just don't do it. I hate talking about him. Raheem Mostert, though. Raheem Great Mostert's guy. nice. Yeah. Great guy. Love him. He's now a top 24 guy for me. Now that Edmonds is out of the picture. And I'm sorry. Top 24. Who? who? Raheem Mostert. No, I know. But who
0: would you say was out of the
1: picture? Chase Edmonds.
0: Jay, I, mm, we're talking about the, the 49ers. I
1: know. I know. I'm saying Raheem Mostert is a top 24 running back now that Chase Edmonds is out of the top 24 picture because of the Cardinals
0: signing James Conner. I understand where you're going. I thought you were saying. I was not very clear. I apologize. I I
1: understand the confusion.
0: I thought you were saying talking about how Tevin Coleman is now on the Jets and. Uh, Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) Now that and now Raheem Mostert's better because he doesn't, there's one less back in the committee.
1: Yeah, but Jeff Wilson is still there. Jeff Wilson's still there. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is still there. So there's still, there's still a grand old committee for Kyle Shanahan to play with. He hasn't lost his ways completely.
0: But yeah, Raheem Mostert is a top 24 running back, draft him as such. All right. Um, how do you feel about the other guys in the committee now that, we're, now that we're talking about it, now that we're on the subject? I thought we are going into the receivers,
1: damn it. Uh, McKinnon is probably a top 50 guy in PPR. Wilson's probably a top 40 guy, top 45 sort of guy. Yeah. But most of the guy I like the most out of all of them.
0: Okay, so now let's move on to the receivers. Your favorite,
1: Brandon Ayuk. I love him. 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 He is going right now as the 31st receiver off the board. That is a steal. That's a steal. Even if he's the 27th receiver off the board, that's a steal. People, come on. He's ranked 25th on Fantasy Pros. Yes, but on fantasy, fantasy Football Calculator, he's going as the 31st receiver off the board. That is nonsense. That is absurd. Come on, people. T. Higgins is going higher than him. T. Higgins is going round and a half higher. What are we doing? Stop it.
0: You're right. Take Ayuk. Take him. He's just as good. Ayuk did really well last year, and he barely had a quarterback. He barely had one quarterback. He was
1: good with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard.
0: He was good with both of them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God.
1: Adam, if I see T Higgins drafted as a top 24 receiver in any draft that I'm in, I will have a nervous breakdown. And that's a promise.
0: Well, here's the thing the best thing about having T Higgins get overdraft is that it leaves better players for you. I hope to God that we, when we do this, that that draft live stream that we're probably
1: going to do, because that last one was a whole lot of fun. All seriousness. That last one was very, very fun. We should be doing. again. Yeah. If during that draft T Higgins is drafted as a top 24 receiver. Everyone's eardrums should hide. Should that you should proceed with serious caution when T Higgins is drafted. Because I will be counting. I will count the receivers that are taken ahead of T. Higgins. And if he's a top twenty four receiver flying off the board, there will be hell to pay. Fair enough. But yes, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. For me, he's for me he's a top twenty four receiver. Drafted. Draft yep.
0: Um, and finally, Mr. George Kittle.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the other uh, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> no, come on. I want no. We already know how you feel about Debo Samuel. Do not draft Debo Samuel. No, I'm I'm talking about Mr. George Kittle.
1: He's my number three tight end.
0: I'm sure he's a lot of people's number three tight end.
1: I think it's a lot of people's number two tight end, personally.
0: So you have Waller over Kittle? I do. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. I have Kittle three, Waller two, Kelsey one. Just kidding. Not Kelsey. Blake drawing. I have Blake drawing number one.
0: No, it's Kelsey. It's Kelsey. Actually, I have uh, Chris Herndon as my number one tight end. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, I have Chris Herndon as my tight end nice. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> It's lower than Fantasy Pros. It's a lot lower than Fantasy Pros.
1: Oh, wait. I have to move it. I actually have to put James oshak Hennessy into my, uh, my tight end nice position.
0: Fantasy Pros doesn't even go up to 69 anymore.
1: What? They don't have a tight end nice anymore?
0: No, it only goes up to 61.
1: What? Oh, that is disgraceful. That is absolutely shocking. Wow. Adam, do you know who the running back nice is on Fantasy Pros? Who? LaMichael Pryor.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. He is pretty nice, but he is the running back nice. I
1: yeah, I'm aware. Who's the nice overall? <laughs> Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at position nice on fantasy pros. Overall. From the Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. So fitting. So fitting. A position meant for a king. The quarterback, nice. The player, nice.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going on to Seattle. We're on to Seattle. We're on to Seattle. Uh, Seattle's pretty easy, actually.
1: Yeah, very easy.
0: Not a lot has changed.
1: Nope. Not a lot, not a lot has changed. Uh, Russell Wilson I have as a top seven quarterback. I have, in fact, started the slide for Deshaun Watson. I have Deshaun Watson now as my number 11 quarterback. If he gets a a full clearance that he's out of the clear with this whole um, investigation, then Deshaun Watson will go back up and he'll be ahead of Russell Wilson. He'll be ahead of Aaron Rodgers. But as of now, the slide has begun for Mr. Deshaun. So Russell Wilson is my number seven quarterback, as it stands.
0: That makes a lot more sense. I mean, that makes a lot of sense given the current circumstances and everything that's going on. So, yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, you know what you're going to get out of Russell Wilson. He's he's great. He's a great player.
1: Yeah, you know know what you're going to get.
0: And I mean, hopefully
1: Seattle just lets him cook.
0: Yes, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook, baby. And uh, for Chris Carson, it's kind of interesting now because uh, Carlos Hyde is now in Jacksonville. So it remains to be seen who's really gonna be the guy that's going to kind of be the backup. I either... think
1: they're gonna draft somebody. That's what my gut at least tells me.
0: But Rashad but, Penny's right there.
1: I know Rashad Penny's right there and I love Rashad Penny, but I think that's just that dream is
0: long dead. Um but all things aside, yeah Chris Carson I want to draft a running back early. We have an early draft of a running back at home.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, John Steiner. Unreal. Pete Carroll. <sighs> Morons. Yeah, Chris Carson's a top 24 running back. I have him as my running back 22. So, yeah, he'll be uh, like of the fourth, fifth round, depending on how quick those running backs just fly off your boards and uh, in drafts.
0: Yeah, honestly, the interesting thing is like, I mean, Seattle has a lot of running backs that they can think about that you're that you're looking at here. Yeah, I mean, you you have uh, Rashad Penny, who's there, TJ Dallas, who did really well mm-hmm. um, when both Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson were injured, and Travis Homer, who was there for like a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could they could just roll with what they have. They could roll with Dallas and 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 Homer.
0: Right. I don't know if it's a
1: smart thing to do, but they can definitely do that
0: if they so desire. Right. And then the receivers is where it gets a lot more fun because, I mean, you have D.K. Metcalf and the newly minted Tyler Lockett. The newly minted
1: Tyler Lockett, yeah. Brand spanking new contract. Um, Metcalf, like I said, I'm debating whether or not he's my fourth or fifth receiver uh, between him Diggs and michael thomas i he'll be he'll settle in that range he'll be a mid-second round pick the real question that i think a lot of people do have with metcalf though is is that too high for someone like dk metcalf where the offense has a lot more questions i think right now than answers i would say those concerns are definitely valid but there's no denying the talent that dk metcalf does have the only issue though is that you have to be prepared to sit DK Metcalf two games a year when he goes up against Jalen Ramsey. So you have to at least go in preparing that you're going to have DK Metcalf for 15 games. And that was very strange to say with the 17-game season. That was horrifying. That was disgusting. I needed to check myself. Just putting that out there.
0: I did a a bit of a mental double-take. I was like 15 games. Wait a minute. The math oh no. <laughs> the math Yes, out. The math does work out. 16 and minus two, 15. No. I hate it.
1: I do too. I I, do too. I'm thanks, not used to it.
0: Thanks. I hate it.
1: I'm not used to it. I'm not but, used to it. But Metcalf, Metcalf is a second round pick. Um, I would say later you can get him. You can get him a third round. Good for you. Good for you. I know a lot of people that like Michael Thomas more than him. I know a lot of people that like Stefan Diggs more than him. I know a lot of people that like Calvin Ridley and AJ Brown more than him as well. So there's a chance that if there's like the one guy, cause it happens with every draft, there's one player that somehow seems to slip a little bit. Don't be surprised if that guy is DK Metcalf. Don't be shocked.
0: One thing that you have to consider is that, People are going to be prioritizing drafting running backs in the second round because that's what we saw in a lot of our mock drafts.
1: I mean, you make, you make a good point, Adam, when you say that there's a chance that running backs could be going heavy in the second round, but I think you need to just chart out in your head how you think the first round is going to go. Because let's just say you're in a 10-team league, top half, top five, go running backs, maybe even top seven go running back then you have eight nine ten where you're probably going to be going receiver then running back odds are you know does DK Metcalf fall into that equation I don't think so say the top three receivers go eight nine ten and then the eight nine ten running backs go in the second round one two three so then you need to start considering, you know, where does that leave DK Metcalf in this? Does DK Metcalf in your draft go above Calvin Ridley? Does DK Metcalf in your draft go above A.J. Brown? Does DK Metcalf in your draft go above Michael Thomas or Stephon Diggs?
0: Or Justin Jefferson?
1: Or Justin well, – I would take Justin Jefferson over uh, – excuse me. I would take DK Metcalf over, over Justin Jefferson. Me personally,
0: I would. The, the interesting thing is, I mean, if you want to look at fantasy pros, their top five is as follows. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. So I was kind of shocked when you said, not like super shocked, but I was kind of surprised when you said, oh yeah, Stephon Diggs might be there at three or in the set or Stephon Diggs might be there in the second round.
1: Oh, he where, definitely could. He definitely could be there in the second round just because of, like you said just now, the running backs. The running backs could fly off the board in the first round and that pushes all these receivers back. I won't be surprised if I hear about a draft in which the first 10 picks are all running backs. I, I really wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. And then you have Devontae Adams going in the second round just because Jake had said this on – uh, the fans show last week he had said that the way that he's been brought up, and I completely agree with him, is that great fantasy teams have great running backs and he's correct. Great fantasy teams have great running backs. That's the way that every fantasy team wins a championship.
0: It's true. That, I mean, that's how it's been forever. Literally. How,
1: that is how it's been forever. Yeah, absolutely. So I just think that there's going to be more of an emphasis on getting those top tier elite running backs more so than they're going to be trying to go out. And I don't want to say take a luxury because, yeah, you need the receivers, especially if you're in PPR, you need those receivers. But taking more of the going and making sure you have a scarce position and running back locked up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if it's a, if it's a different year and the positions, I mean, if the positions were switched, I think you'd still see running backs going the first round. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even if there was a, if there was a, if the running back class was so deep, but now that we're in this situation, we've talked about this all the fucking time, but you, people are going to prioritize running backs and you're going to see that with DK Metcalf, but let's move on to his, to his teammate, Tyler Lockett. Where are you picking somebody like Tyler Lockett?
1: Tyler Lockett is not a top 24 receiver for me. He's close. He's close. But I just think receiver is just so incredibly deep that you don't need to go out of your way to try and reach for a guy that was great for five games last year and was borderline horrible, the remaining 11.
0: Honestly, you could probably get away with having a receiver handcuff situation where you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the same team.
1: Oh, my God. Ugh, I mean, there are definitely teams where I would be looking to go get the same receiver, but Seattle's just not one of them because that offense is just gonna be all over the place.
0: I mean, obviously Minnesota would be the number one team where you want both receivers.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And you know what, it it, it definitely can be done. It can be done. Yeah, I it can. I wouldn't recommend it because you probably would be have, would have to start Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen every week, but it, it, it can be done.
0: But I think for Seattle, I mean, we saw it last year where it seemed like with the changing of the tides, you know, that it changed whether or not Pete Carroll wanted to make this Tyler Lockett game or a, or a DK Metcalf game.
1: Yeah. Well, it's clear Russell Wilson wanted to spread out the ball, and that's yeah. something that has to be expected. But I would just say again, proceed with with caution when in trying to invest in Seattle because this is a team that could be—I don't want to say bad because I think they'll, they'll still be fine—but this offense will be inconsistent just because of the way that this offense has been historically run under Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah. All right, so the tight ends for Seattle are, are are kind of sketchy at this point. I think the Joe Everett comes in and starts. Yeah, yeah, he'll start.
1: I mean, Gerald Everett's fine. He's fine. I mean, he's not he's not someone that's like sexy for fantasy or anything like that. But he's he like I said, he's fine. He's he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I'm fine. I am fine.
0: <laughs> it's just yeah the thing that makes it sketchy for me is just that I feel like Seattle I I mean I don't know how much Seattle likes Will Disley because they brought in Gerald Everett to start but
1: Bill Disley
0: but they Great just guy. but they they care enough to keep him on the team at this point.
1: Well, I think they view him as as a familiar face, they view him as potential insurance. So that's one thing.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think you're. If you're looking at Seattle, you're really focusing more on the quarterback, running back, and receivers, and not as much on the tight ends. I completely agree with you, Adam. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with that say, with that sentiment. Very true. But anyway, that that does it for our divisional previews. Uh, thanks to Jake for coming on last week. And filling in in my absence i'm sure he did a great job
1: admirable Admir- Ad- admirable performance indeed word the english language is art and
0: <laughs> yeah more of an art than a science fair anyway Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but everything in the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So later in this week, Bert and I will be looking at bounce back candidates at every single position heading into the 2021 NFL season. And we're going to talk to you about that. So keep your eyes and ears peeled, posted, keep posted. For that episode to come into your inboxes. So, for my co host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castro, and we will talk to you next time on the to Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye bye.